using dense terrain and transports, plus how important deployment is in your games of bolt action. Welcome to Trident Wargaming, a podcast dedicated to all aspects of tabletop wargaming. Your hosts are Bill and Andy. Hey there guys and welcome back to another episode of Trident Wargaming Bolt Action Edition. This is episode 30. Yay! And today with me I have our good friend Dusty. He's back for another episode. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. Excellent. Excellent. Glad to be back. It's always welcome. You're always welcome here. (laughs) We always have good times. So, um... Yeah, so uh, so you guys, if you don't know me, I'm Andy. Obviously, I'm your host today, so uh, we'll jump pretty much right into this episode. Um, pretty much kind of going to go over some stuff, uh, local game that me and Dusty had earlier in the week, um, talk about some of the rules dealing with like cover and whatnot, and a lot of this stuff has actually come up in our, our games just uh knocking off some of the rust and it's, it's kind of come up right so uh there's that and you know a lot of new stuff coming out for warlord games we'll talk about a little bit of that stuff and then we also have uh another topic which is transports so uh, we'll go through that as well and then i think we have a, a little bit of a rumor mill for towards the end of the episode but that's kind of the agenda um but first off, yeah, let's uh, let's see what's new. Um, still been working on any little projects lately, Dusty? Uh, took a break from the Polish. Went and uh, work on some additional specialist weapons for the Marines. Nice. Picked up extra bazooka and flamethrower just for some of the, uh, the Mariana book. Has some options for... Uh, Take two or three bazookas and a couple of new flamethrower teams like the Palelu flamethrower team assault squad for the marines so i figured i'd put a couple extra specialist weapons together and paint them up just so i have that as an option for those uh campaign style games very nice no that's pretty cool yeah it's always uh always a good thing to have those options i know um Myself, I've actually had to look at my, my our German army there. Um, I did finish the Stug. Um, so that's all done. Winter camo and everything was pretty neat uh, doing that with the uh, uh, the hairspray technique and the uh, the weathering with the, the white and scraping it off kind of thing. Uh, but mm-hmm. I do know uh, I do have to work on... Uh, a bit more of the smaller teams like machine gun teams and whatnot um, I need to grab a couple of those because the list that I um, I'm playing has the options to take two and the same thing with the stugs like has the option to take two stugs um, flame floor team all that kind of stuff right so yeah just a little bit more work on uh, the Stalingrad style German army that I was doing. Um, it was good to get them out on the field, uh, playing them, which uh, we did earlier in the week, like I was saying before. And yeah, that that game was. 
uh, interesting. We had a thousand points each, and uh, the mission. I'm trying to remember, the mission was uh, you had to get pretty much over to my well, I had to side. Get my units off yeah yeah so it was it was interesting because our, our map um our table i should say uh we kind of had a it was funny i kind of set it up into a, a jungle theme just to kind of fit with uh dusty's army there the marines right island hopping stuff and i was on the other side in my winter gear so it was kind of a interesting setup but lots of cover, you know. Full of cover, yeah. Just like tons and tons of uh, dense terrain, which was interesting. Um, and that's kind of one of our things today is is with cover itself, pretty much like using cover and you know knowing um, when to use it knowing pretty much how it's going to affect your game and being caught off guard sometimes right like that's what happened to me in this game you know shaking off some rust and not looking you know two steps ahead of where i'm positioned so as an example um i had one of my infantry squads uh they were actually set up in dense terrain but they had no line of sight to, to any of Dusty's uh, units. So I was trying to reposition them, uh, use staying in cover, using the dense terrain to, to block. And what ended up happening was they got caught out in the open. So um, your transport, Dusty, there, the one that carries like 30 guys, the, what was it, the LVT? The little buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know. Dusty came stomping through the terrain and just unloaded on my guys. So, uh, you know, on the, this topic, it's you kind of need to really plan ahead of, of where you're positioning your units when you're playing with this much terrain on the board, right? Because now, mm -hmm. like, like, you totally caught my guys off guard completely, right? Um, not to mention that your transport actually carried, and this this will go into the other topic too. Is your transport carried multiple units, right? Yeah. Which was, in my opinion, just totally awesome. <laughs> it it, it uh, it's it's nice sometimes, and it definitely has its drawbacks, uh, which which actually did happen in the game. Yeah, it did. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, terrain, like the importance of that terrain, importance of dense terrain. Because um, as you know, like, you know, if you cannot draw line of sight from any of your models to uh, the opponent's models, pretty much if you draw a line through that terrain, like you can't see them, right? So... Yeah that's one aspect of the terrain you can use it to block that line of sight to reposition but by doing that you do have to watch out what's around you right especially if you are going to be out in the open beside that terrain um and if it's close quarter fighting like it just 
it can turn into a mess. So uh, check what's around you. See if you can use multiple lanes of cover. Uh, I know in that match we had some actually open, quite open paths, some kill zones. You know, um, after that, yeah, you could, you could draw some draw some lines in multiple directions through through a few of the corridors. Exactly, sure. exactly, and like I know when that unit got shot up by, I think it was what two or three of your units when it was out in the open, had like maybe three or four guys left and I, I was like okay i gotta get these guys in cover and try to use as much you know cover as i can in order to try to survive and they came out and they took some shots at guys and they did okay but eventually they got you know they got taken out but it allowed me to now okay now dusty's units are visible yeah. y yes they're getting cover but now I have units in the rear guard that are actually able to start pumping in shots. And because we are so close ranged, you know, uh, you're, you're losing modifiers. So now your shots are getting easier. And of course I was actually rolling not too, too bad for what we had. We need fives and sixes almost all the time. Right. Vets, yeah. So, um, but that's the thing too, is like when you do have those units in cover, sometimes, sometimes they're going to take the brunt of the attacks and sometimes you need to go down and i know i didn't uh the first time when they were by the cover they didn't go down because they already ran so dusty totally took. i was i was hoping for that i was trying to capitalize on that exactly and you did right you 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 decimated that unit like i had to make a morale check to see if they were actually going to route you know um so doing by doing that it's like forcing my hand now like oh, okay well my army doesn't have as many infantry units and i'm losing one right now like right off the bat this is gonna hurt now i have to try to bring my forces back and try to recoup that position right so but uh as for that terrain yeah like if you got dense terrain and it's woods, use it. And don't forget about uh, how you position your infantry uh, in this terrain as well, in dense terrain. Because, like, if you clump in the middle and you're not on the edge and you're drawing more than an inch through that terrain, you're actually going to be giving yourself a modifier as well, <laughs> which you don't want to do, right? But... If you're on the opposite where you're on that edge and you're not drawing that that inch line through the terrain you're able to shoot at your opponent and and not get the modifier but because you're in cover you're still going to get that modifier right so it's it's definitely important because that happened to me too like i positioned and i was like oh my guys are like wrapped around to the back edge back corner but as I'm drawing that line of sight to your unit, I, I'm going through at least two and a half, three inches of terrain. And, oh, okay, they're getting modifiers, so probably not hitting with those guys, you know? So, always keep that in mind, I would say. Um, hopefully that helps kind of with, with dense terrain and 
I mean, if that that goes with ruins too, right? Oh yes. Right, the dense terrain and of course ruins is the heavy kind of cover. Um, but even your vehicles, like that shot you took on my Stug, and it was smart it, the way you positioned it. You know, like you positioned your shot. It was at an angle. You had my flank, right? My front was in cover, and the whole thing was my tank, like there was cover, but my tank was not covered that more than 50%. Yeah. So I wasn't even getting, there wasn't even a modifier against it. And luckily enough, you didn't do really <laughs> well the first few times you shot at it. No. Um, but again, positioning, angles, you know, and, and knowing how to draw that line through that terrain or, or that angle or even being in the terrain is uh, it's quite important to uh, really get, you know, grasp the, the idea behind it, right? So, mm -hmm. Well, and I was using the, uh, the LVT mm -hmm. uh, tank as well, which... Uh, which is nice. I mean, you've got you've got that uh, you've got a decent cannon on top with a Kindle or a coax HMG and a couple of MMGs. But your MMGs are are pintle mounted, so they're 360. But in reality, uh, the the machine guns themselves are fairly rear facing. So there's never really a chance that you'll a front shot. You're always shooting out the sides or the rear. Right. Those two. So positioning is really important because you know, it, despite the fact that the the game terms they say they're three sixty, but physically being the the real the real device and, or the real tank the, and the model itself, they don't they actually don't go three sixty unless you're firing an aircraft, which is which is the main purpose of it. So okay. getting that getting that tank positioned in a way that I'm not exposing my side armor to anyone and still getting my mmg shots so that i'm not wasting those uh those extra 10 shots oh yeah that's a lot of firepower really important yeah no for sure for sure yeah it's uh it's a tricky it's <laughs> it's a tricky place to be right and of course there is more other cover too you know um out there but uh when you're playing on a on a table like that, like a jungle, you know, or a, a big thing of woods, maybe you know, uh, somewhere in Western Europe, you're doing a campaign or something, and it's you're fighting in the woods, right? Yeah, there's there's a couple other things too. Um, with that much terrain and and that much blocking of line of sight, mortars, artillery really 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 get hampered and even even at guns too um you know howitzers too but it's important to have and now that i'm thinking about it too like it'll be adjusting my army having those spotters yeah those right? dense dense terrains yeah i mean 10 points and you've got a position where you can you know Set yourself up so that you have that line of and that's uh, just it like my mortar team 
didn't even shoot that game, I don't think. They ended up... Uh, no. I think you moved a couple of times, and that was there was no shooting. Yeah, they I were... I was surprised, actually. I was surprised. <laughs> they were... I thought you would have tried at least one, one indirect shot. Um, well, I still have to see you, though, right? And, like, there was no, yeah, yeah. There was no visibility. And uh, just the way I had it positioned in the back line, you know, in, in the, the little trench section that we had there, and the way you had deployed or, or you know, came onto the board, you're in, in kind of a central and off to the far flank kind of position. Mm -hmm. Because of the dense terrain and, and, like, on the right position, on the right flank, it was the beachhead, so you know there was a lot more visibility there, and, and you you pretty much um, refused the flank on me, right? Like mm -hmm. that flank that was open, like I didn't have any targets to shoot. So my whole thing with that mortar team was like, okay, crap, can't see anything. I need to get in position, but there's a lot of dense terrain in front of me, so it's going to slow me down. What am I going to do with this guy? So I was like, well, I do have a transport that it can go and man another gun, right? At least it can do something, yeah. but, you know, it, it didn't even make it there, so. Um, but, yeah. Well, like... it... Go ahead, Dusty. Having that, sorry, having that, having that, uh, having a transport one or two in your army, sometimes you pick them for a specific unit, but if your mission objective changes, there's always the option, like, well, if my artillery isn't going to do anything that turn or it's it uh, let's say i needed to get as many units off the board as possible well then you know put that unit in your transport or tow it exactly so that you're at least getting all the extra points for dropping off on an objective or getting into your opponent's line if you don't have very good use for them in standard terms if that if the train is too thick or yeah basically the, the mission kind of prohibits a really good use of artillery or some of those smaller team units even no for sure it's uh it's it's tricky i mean especially with the missions uh, and this one of course was okay i'm gonna wait for you to come to me kind of thing but if i don't have a shot on you then kind of sucks right but uh for at least for next Next match, I'll be rebuilding that army and tweaking it a little bit, and that's what it's all about. Uh, but going with cover as well, uh, the snipers, even though it's we're infamous for not even hitting or wounding with our snipers, <laughs> as most most of the guys know, uh, yep. that terrain, you know, if the unit's in it, that terrain means nothing, right? Yep. So, but they're good. It, it's good. Like, I know I was trying to, I was, you know, going to go and pick off your MMG team because didn't want that thing firing at me. And then mm -hmm. uh, it was just opportunity targets. Okay. Hasn't fired yet. It's in the woods. So that's not going to matter. Let's take the shot. Let's see if we can do it. Right. Well, and at that point, I knew your sniper was on that side of the board. I kind of positioned, I positioned my MMG, I deployed it out of the vehicle and actually out of terrain. Yeah. Because I knew I I wanted to possibly end up moving it because it was part of the objective. So I wanted to maybe get out, 
maybe get a nice shot off at a, at a good target and then possibly move it. So I didn't want to be bogged down. In um, and I knew that the sniper, if if I didn't position my transport in front of the MMG, at least you know, cover it with another a little bit, um, you, you probably would have gotten it anyway. So kind of taking my chances, but uh, I, th I think it did okay. I think it survived at least one shot. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I think I put a pin on you and that's about it. But um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's good. It, it's good. It's a good uh, practice. It was a good uh, good mission to play to refresh the senses of, of what was going on and things to do. Right. Um, and I know there is other terrain to talk about too, like buildings and whatnot. Uh, we're not going to touch on the buildings because that's like a whole other whole other subject for podcast subject for yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm sure we will be touching as well. Um, so going on, well, one we, go ahead. Actually, one we, we didn't think about and I should have taken more advantage of was actually the open side with the water. Uh, cause both of my vehicles, uh, are amphibious. So I could have mm. still hugged that, uh, side of the board. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, definitely. But I could, you know, you wouldn't be able to deploy as close and I would have been able to still move through it. That could have been an interesting option. Yeah. Yeah, Just like along that side as well. Yeah, because the the whole idea, like when I set that board up that night, it was the idea of it, like it was an amphibious assault, right? I mean, mm. you had the water, you had the well, beach. and with that with that mat, it's it's water on the short side. Yeah, not on the long side. So yeah. that's that's the one difference with this particular mat. Still so, a beautiful mat, but uh, oh, it is. It, it's, yeah, it, when you set up on the long edge board, it, it it's not quite right. But with uh, you know, with that in mind, like setting that table up, uh, when I set it up, I was like, okay, well, you know, if we ever did decide to play long ways, like that, you know, okay, I, I don't want it to be just a wide open berth, so that you're coming in and you're just gonna get just completely demolished, right? Gotta, you gotta put something there to for for the players to work because it's still a game. You still gotta you still want to try to make it fun and playable, right? Compared to, you know, okay, well, I'm gonna just demolish him because he's out in the open and that's it, done, right? But even if you did deploy on that right side, I probably would have still had my infantry in those little um, trenches, mm -hmm. right? Just to try to defend i don't know if well my stug probably would have been deployed on that side too because that's where your vehicles would have been yeah. but at the same time i would have been kind of out in the open too right yeah yeah but it had it had trade-offs yeah could have i could have deployed my infantry transport on the right side tank on the left tried to draw your stug out to protect my transport, which actually had the majority of my units in it. Yeah. Try and get them further along into the objective. So um, that could have helped me. So it all depends on you know what you decide to deploy at the moment. No, exactly. Exactly. Either way, we, we learned uh, a refresher course, I guess. <laughs> we learned a bit, again, about the game and uh, 
and uh, just yeah, importance of the terrain and, and using it. So uh, keep that in mind. Hope that helps a little bit. Uh, I know it's kind of a basic kind of idea, and it's in the book and whatnot. But sometimes you forget, man. Sometimes you just have that moment of you know your tunnel vision on that unit, and you don't realize, oh crap, I just made a mistake, and it's going to cost me that unit. You know, so. But yeah, uh, so in that game too, which brings us to uh, the next little subject there, is transports. Now, I know Dusty has talked about it a little bit here. Man, I'm I'm really really realizing how fun and and good these transports can be you know in the game of bolt action right and how important they can be in the game of bolt action like mm -hmm. after you came up you know because visually you see your tank your transport and you're like okay it's a transport and because i play so many other games where a transport only actually carries one unit this is where it's a big difference in bolt action because you actually can carry multiple units, right? Because it goes by model count, does it not? It goes by capacity of the transport. So exactly. as long as you don't go over, you can put as many units in as fits in there. And there you go. So like. So and then the the buffalo is is carries thirty men. Yeah, that's quite a few units. That's a whole box that you can buy of infantry and fit it into that thing. So. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, it, it it makes you look at it in a different way because, like, if you would have got that buffalo across the board, you would have won, like instantly. Yep. yep. If I if I had uh, I got a little I got a little uh, aggressive. If I had uh, been a little more uh, uh, concentrating on the objective of the game, uh, yeah, definitely, I probably still could have uh, I could have gotten that uh, vehicle off the easy. I would have just skirted past your tank. Oh, for sure. Maybe, maybe we, weathered, maybe weathered a shot, but there was enough terrain that I could have at least gotten close. I mean, even if you got to the point of okay, you got pretty close to the to my side, mm -hmm. and let's say okay, your 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 uh, buffalo got taken out. Okay, your units inside would have taken some damage, would have taken some pins, but they would have all came out. Yep. And possibly on the next turn doing a run order you know a majority of them probably could have or would have been close enough or even off the board already mm -hmm. right like there's only so much i would have been able to do with what i had on that side so yeah well and i had i had a flamethrower in the buffalo as well just yeah. waiting to hopefully get close enough to your armor and then a, a first lieutenant running behind it to get those extra commands exactly and like bonuses tomorrow and 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 that's the other thing right like those tr transports can carry very essential units like very important and um effective units to your fight you know like again you said the flamethrower team i've seen that multiple times I've seen that. Derek has done that with his uh, Soviet army. He 
rushes his transport up and deploys the flamethrower and that flamethrower roasts roasts units then what you know if he survives the next round he jumps back in the transport and off he goes right so there's stuff like that you know you you can have well if your commander's in the transport or small units in the transport they can be firing those extra weapons that's a big big thing right it helps um and, well, and a lot of transports uh, a lot of transports too are, are actually fairly well protected so for the most part yeah you know yeah, this one this one's an armored vehicle so it's got it's got a seven on it it's open top though yeah but even still like seven uh, still seven's still... not bad for transports because yeah for the most part they're uh, other than the german half tracks you're you're looking at a soft skin truck yeah. For most other transports. Yeah, and see, and this was the first time I actually used the German half track. Um, mm. Prior to that was with my French and one of their trucks. And um, the thing never survives. It just, it's either, you know, I, I'm using it wrong or, or something, but um, it always gets hit, usually by prep bombardment or something. And then takes it out, but it's a truck. I mean, it, it's bound to happen. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the the half tracks and whatnot like that, they're they're really good. Even in a game I had with Alan um, a few weeks back, uh, he tends to take the half tracks for his SS army, and yeah, they're they're no slouches. Like it's hard to crack them if you don't have the white weaponry to do it. You know, and then of course they got their machine guns, and of course Germans have the bonus to their machine guns, so it's just constant fire and this armored transport that is blocking your way. And then on top of that, if you get too close, you know there's a unit jumping out, right? Mm -hmm. So um, some pretty good tactics with them, uh, especially positioning certain units into certain areas and, and getting where you need to get them. Uh, fast moon tra transports and, you know, using them on the roads. Like, Dusty is yeah. like the export expert at that with the roads, you know. Oh, yeah. Double, <laughs> double, a, double a wheeled vehicle's movement, you know. Yeah. You're, you're across the board. You're across the board. So, yeah. Exactly. You can't stop that because you, your opponent has multiple uh, units like that. It, it's a tough game like you're spinning on your heels because you're now you're trying to decide, okay what do i need to take out like mm -hmm. i need to take these things out how can i take them out right and the one thing with with you know it is a downside with transports especially with the open top transports of course is which i, I think majority of them are um in when you're assaulting them like all you need to do is get that damage and mm -hmm. they're, they're pretty much destroyed right yeah so but that's the thing yeah uh, their 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 weakness is definitely uh veteran units with with that yeah because they can uh, and you're, you're you're automatically forcing you assault the vehicle you're automatically forcing the unit out uh yeah. which is awkward especially if the, the opponent wants to keep that unit in the vehicle uh and if if you win that combat you've, you've essentially taken out both units because you're now the closest unit anyway 
That is true. That's very true. Even yeah. Even at the end of the turn. That's. Uh, I believe it's. I believe they're still destroyed if you take out the units. Um, well, more than likely, the, more than likely, the yeah, the vehicle will be destroyed because you will, uh, after the combat, you'll pretty much consolidate, right? Mm -hmm. So, you consolidate to be the closest, hopefully, to that vehicle. And then when that happens, that like end of the turn or whatever it is whenever that happens the, the vehicle's gone so two birds one stone yeah pretty I, much pretty i would much. say so <laughs> the the other large drawback is uh all all pins that the vehicle suffers are transferred to the crew as well yes so that can be quite difficult and i know your stug hit the my buffalo once didn't blow it up I think I believe we caught fire, um, which oh, yeah. was an additional pin. Yeah. So by that time, that's uh, I believe it was also used. Weapon on the stug was HE. Yeah. So there were so, three three pins plus two on fires, so that's immediately five pins on the vehicle and unit in the vehicle. So there was only two left in the vehicle, but of course that was my flamethrower team and their units so i was like oh, okay now i got now i gotta try to rally because that's five pins yeah a lot a lot of pins on the vehicles and, and then of course whatever's inside will take hmm. pins which definitely can hamper your your game plan especially like it's nice the buffalo carries that many models but that multiple it's, units take yeah that was that was it was oh, it must it must have been over fifty percent in there just to get them further up the board faster. Yeah. So one one lucky stug hit at the beginning, you know, second turn, and that could have ruined my chances. Any kind of victory. Oh, a hundred percent. It just obliterated the vehicle, and I took damage for every unit. Every member. Yeah, and then and like. You know, it's not like the Stug was this, you know, super-powered tank or nothing, but no. you can just imagine some of the other tanks uh, targeting mm -hmm. targeting that unit, you know, but... Well, and you know, great vehicle, but yeah, still, only seven armor. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. <laughs> Cool-looking vehicle on the board, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're gigantic. They are, but it's a nice-looking army, though, right? Like, with the yeah. Marines and everything, and... Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a... It's a fun vehicle to have in there, and I have, like, I've I've used them on a, like a, missions where we used like a large canals and things, and, yep. and you kind of just like, okay, well, I'm just gonna go right through the canal under the bridge, and then pop my guys out on the, you know, the other side of the bridge. Well, that's instead what, of taking the roundabout. Mm -hmm. That's what you did in our big um, tank war game. Yeah, the tank war one. Yeah. Right, because the objective pretty much was on the center of the bridge. And like we had to take take the bridge, and like it was funny because uh, our side of the board was getting just peppered, just peppered, and it was Dusty's forces that were was making the positive, you know, and aggressive uh, moves to actually capture that objective because he was amphibious, <laughs> he was going up the water line, right? So. Uh, definitely look at the 
capability of your transports, you know, uh, for the different armies and whatnot too, be it you might have them, they're armored, or they have just like the buffalo and whatnot, they're amphibious. Um, you could just be having lots of wheeled transports, which are going to be super fast, especially if there's roads. So and generally, generally pretty cheap. And points. that too, yeah. Nice in the bag too. There's that too, and there's also like a lot of them have the options for the multiple pintle-mounted machine guns, right? Mm -hmm. So take advantage of that too, because machine guns are not anything to just scoff at. Like when you got two or three of them firing at you because you've, you've got, got you've got a mobile machine gun. Exactly. So if you don't want to take a machine gun team, you know you can take you know a uh, some sort of little carrier. Yep. Uh, throw a couple of light machine guns or machine, MMGs in there, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a little mobile gun platform. Yep. Well, it's like the um, I think that's a lot of the the early war vehicles as well. Uh, I know the Soviets have I think it's their little tankettes or something like that. It's mm -hmm. uh, it's literally a small little tank with a bench on it, um, but it's such a small uh, silhouette of a model, and it has an uh, an MMG on it. So positioning it in into cover is easy, and you yeah you you have this mobile machine gun team pretty much that's armored. So. And it's cheap, I think. And, like... and some of those small ones, yeah, definitely the little tankettes or even like the Stuarts and stuff. You can fit them behind a a wall or, or a fence. Yeah. Just the guns poke, poking over the top and they're covered. Yeah, so just over the hedgerow. There's some good options. Um, definitely some good options for transports and what you can do with them and, and weapons on them and whatnot. Um, as for like what units you're putting in them, I definitely suggest your uh, more of your veteran units that might have shorter range weaponry like SMGs and take advantage mm -hmm. of, of being able to get them where you need them to, to do their work. Um, we see that a lot. I know Jason does that too. You'll have small little teams, but they're you know, loaded to the gills with SMGs and whatnot, and but they're veterans; they're tough as nails, right? So, um, definitely do that. Or if you have specialized units, engineer units, you know, or pit teams or uh, bazooka yeah. teams, right? Pit and front yeah. You know, even uh, I, so... uh, I do like I, I I I should I should contact the warlord about. FAQ question, but I do like taking the Buffalo. You can transport a Jeep. And I have taken a Jeep transport, put it in the Buffalo, and then thrown a flamethrower team in the Jeep. So I'm oh. double transporting. <laughs> double. So I've gotten a You're nine inch... Dipping. You're double dipping. Double dipping. I've got a nine inch move, nine inch advance with the Buffalo, and then a 12 inch advance with the Jeep, and a six inch deployment with the flamethrower. Uh, so it's, uh, it's interesting... Uh, I should I should email them about it. Uh, yeah. Everything seems legal, but uh, it's it's 
it, a it's a little scary when you're <laughs> it's a, possibly a loophole uh, it is a little scary when your flamethrower your opponent's flamethrower is suddenly 24 mm. inches down the board in one turn yeah that's yeah yeah definitely have to look that one up <laughs> i'll probably probably check that out this weekend to see what i can find but uh but it's things like that too right i, I didn't even think about a transport carrying something like a jeep you know um but it, they did do it you know yeah it, it was there right? did. so um and, that, and that's another option i mean uh how many of those jeeps well there's so many different equipped jeeps as well like isn't there like a double bazooka one or something for the, the jeeps there's a been uh yeah double bazooka for definitely in the, i think that was in the uh that's in the current that current campaign book the uh mariana was, uh, no no it's not in that one it's in one of the uh the um the Finland, the battle of the bulge book oh okay okay I remember the title at the moment. That's all good. Yeah, I do remember seeing it though. Yeah. But I mean, you have that option. So, so many different options for those <laughs> little jeeps. But let alone, you got crazy amount of options for transports and and how to use them. And you know, sometimes you're uh, taking them up to flank, or you're just skirting from cover to cover. Hence, you know, talking about cover earlier. It's definitely important to use the cover for transports too mm. um, because they can be fairly well soft skin a little bit weaker right so yeah i mean but if, if you've got a wheeled vehicle you get two pivots as well yeah versus uh anything on so that's actually really effective in positioning yourself to cover Oh, for sure. Second pivot. Yeah, they're uh, still getting used to it myself, actually. Still getting used to, to using transports. I really didn't use them too much. I was mainly, you know, on foot, tons of infantry. Ah, I lost a squad. Okay, not too worried. I got five more. You know, <laughs> uh, that kind of idea, right? But uh, now that, you know, playing the Germans this last little bit, okay i don't have as many bodies um, i'm you know regular to veteran need to move some of these guys around or, or even protect some of these guys a bit better and utilize them in different roles it's uh definitely something to start really looking into more and and exploring options for it so uh guys out there definitely check it out and you know if you have ideas of stuff or fancy little uh, maneuvers that you do with your transports and units uh, feel free to to comment down below and 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 whatnot about them and, or reach out to us uh, love to hear it love to to get your guys's ideas and even if you've come across some obscure vehicle transport from one of the other armies who knows maybe it's from the hungarians or something or the romanians you know um let us know i'd like to like to look into that stuff and, and get those ideas rolling it's pretty neat and then uh and if you have pictures of stuff like that post them show them check them out <laughs> <laughs> so 
but yeah um so yeah uh transports are, are a great great thing in the game and uh, it's going to be i think we're going to see a lot more of them in the future especially in, in some of my armies i think um, might even base an army off of them too just to there, there are a number of um uh, the campaign armies that uh, require you to have a transport vehicle mm -hmm. for, for each unit. Well, and uh, actually, uh, you kind of just reminded me of something, too. Um, that's one thing that we don't really talk too much about and, and probably should. When you're playing Tank War, you're actually required to have transports for any infantry that you're bringing along in your army mm -hmm. any ground forces so you know it, it's actually forcing you to do that now of course i play you know i play soviets a lot and i tend to take tank riders to get around that um yeah but still it's it, it's still the same principle you know um all it takes is getting shot out at and they're deployed but yeah now you got to look at that option well you have a lot more armor on the board so you got to worry about that a lot more what, what what's my options right do i take fast and just get them in there and, and deploy or do i take a bit more armored and try to skirt terrain terrain keeping in cover to deploy and and try to to get those objectives you know um it makes a big difference right and what's going to be the threat is he going to target your transport or you know is he actually going to take a shot at your tank more than likely it's going to be at your tank so a little bit of leeway there too with uh, capture and hold objectives with those transports and troops inside so keep that in mind that's a, that's a good one i'll have to We'll have to uh, have one of those topics for Tank War at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah I'm a, a big idea. fan of taking infantry with tanks. Oh, 100%. 100%. You throw, you throw a couple small units, and then maybe you've got uh, an anti-tank team of some sort. Or yep. just for just for sneaking up the board. Keeping your opponent on his toes. Oh, 100%. And, and sometimes... Uh... <laughs> Sometimes they just kind of go a little tunnel vision just on the tank battles that they kind of just ignore your infantry. It's like, well, more than likely that infantry is actually going to be a thorn in your side or it's going to help, you know, win the game. So, no, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, yeah. And then we got um, those two topics are pretty good. They kind of coincide with each other as well. Um, just like a lot of uh, the bolt action stuff, you know, as we go through stuff like this. Um, eventually, you're going to start to see, okay, I, I, I see what they're talking about. You know, um, other rules are going to come to effect too with buildings and then having your units deployed in the buildings and using that cover and seeing the advantages and disadvantages kind of thing right 
So down the road, you'll see that. We'll talk about that for sure. Um, but right now, um, since we touched base on those two subjects, we'll, we'll probably go on to our next one, which it's kind of a, a mix of what Warlord Games has kind of been releasing or, or showing down the pipe for like pre-orders and whatnot. And then um, just a little bit of a rumor mill uh, as we come towards the end here. But right now, um, they just released uh, 11 hours ago <laughs> um, some new pre-orders for, for Victory at Sea, which is pretty cool. Uh, a few more ships. Um, you have the HMS Prince of Wales for the Royal Navy. Looks pretty cool. Uh, the... USS Enterprise, which is oh, definitely yeah, one I'm picking up. Who doesn't want? <laughs> Got to get another carrier for my US fleet. Uh, the Kirishima. I hope I said that right. For those I don't know. Fond of the Pacific uh, <laughs> War. So that's pretty cool for for the Japanese fleet. Uh, the for the German fleet, I oh I'm gonna probably butcher Ooh. this. Schleswig Holstein. Schleswig Holstein, yeah. I don't know if <laughs> probably butchered it. <laughs> the next one you may butcher it even more. Oh boy, oh boy. It, it's an Italian ship. Yeah, the uh, uh, Emmanuel Filberto Duca de Osta. That's that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> European background myself, so. <laughs> but um, some nice looking ships, some larger ships. Uh, it's pretty neat. They're all for pre-order here right away. Um, mm -hmm. It's gonna be cool to see these come out and get all painted up. I know I'll be picking up a couple of these, um, but they have. The one thing we keep hearing about is when are they going to come out with more of the flight stands for, for the aircraft Yeah. for Victory at Sea. Now, I'm pretty sure, definitely pretty sure that they're, it's coming. It, it's definitely coming. Um, some of the rumor mills that I heard, the epic scale games have been doing really really well so mm. guaranteed you're going to see a lot more of it and even possibly um another uh range come out and i'm not sure for what if it's going to be another game or if it's going to be another era so that'll be mm. interesting to see um this is mm. kind of what i've heard down the grapevine um we also have well of course new island assault actually dropped in the stores here um Ooh, i got yes it was very yeah. very tempting i saw it in the store as well <laughs> um i got my copy already uh picked it up on friday there so um we'll definitely uh i'm going to be doing an unboxing of that within the week for sure and i'll have that posted up and and we'll show that the contents of it and whatnot checking out the miniatures and see if there's any 
Any changes that they may have done with with the plastic kits or or, or whatnot, um, and just the content in that a box. Couple pieces of scenery in there. Yeah, and there's that too. I like to show those off. That would be pretty cool. And then uh, that might that might get me rolling on trying to start up the Japanese army that I have kind of sitting on the back burner. Um, it'd be pretty neat to do that. We haven't really seen too much of a presence of them at our in our community in the last uh, fair bit. So uh, just due to of course COVID and and just people's schedules changing you know different people showing up but uh lots of goodies also came out with that uh there's a whole bunch of other sets that came out smaller sets um for mm-hmm. for the american i think they get a, a raider squad i think it was a raider that squad is. they came out with two raider squads uh, i think those were all pewter yeah yeah, those uh, box sets. And then a new a new command and support repackage. So they change it from okay. one blisters to a larger uh, box. Oh, their new support packaging. Yeah, you end up new getting you end up getting like the command, a medic, MMG team, and like a mortar team and an observer or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually it's actually pretty smart that they do that because it's like that all in one package. And you're probably saving a few bucks yeah. by doing that. You're saving a couple bucks versus buying them blister wise. So, uh, pretty good. And I've noticed too, like, there's been a couple of unboxings that I've done where you look at the set and there's actually, there is actually no commander that comes with the set. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Most most guys will make it out of the plastic kits because you do get extra models, which is completely fine um but they do have you know some nice specific models for that but those support support sets are pretty cool they've been continuously updating the armies uh, and including those sets now into the actual range uh, which is pretty smart on their behalf and uh pretty good for us because then you just one-stop shop that's that's what you get um the Germans also got a new set as well, the Panzerlehr Squad, mm-hmm. uh, L-E-H-R. So it's pretty, uh, pretty neat. Another pewter squad, um, different poses. Like lots, lots of SMGs and uh, and uh, Panzer Fausts. Yeah, yeah. Kind of reminds me of the kind of reminds me of the Hungarian sets. Mm-hmm. very close their their equipment's pretty close so uh there's that the japanese also got some sets um i do believe i think it was their like a parachute squad uh japanese airborne i believe yeah so they got that and i think there's another another unit as well but nice to see some other models coming out for them being advertised or repackaged in order to yeah the uh the paratroopers are i believe all brand new yeah uh, they didn't have them in the range before no they did not which is cool they're um it's nice because you now you have a little bit of a difference 
with your miniatures for for the Japanese as well. So mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Variety. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, just some other ones. You you got your your American Civil War some uh, Cerisa Precision Scenery sets. Just pretty cool. I've bought a lot of sets from them, and I know Dusty, you've gotten some sets from them too. Mm. Um, really, really great sets to buy. Uh, customer service is top notch. Um, shipping here to, to Canada is actually pretty decent. I think it takes about maybe three weeks or so, which is actually really, really good. They're based out of the UK as well. Um, mm. So, yeah props to them for continuously working with warlord games yeah absolutely i do have some sets i can show people what they're like um and then uh black powder they came out with some napoleonic prussian jaegers it's pretty neat um we haven't really delved too too much into that uh really um, I know I did buy some sets to to start looking into that eventually, but that'll be down the road. So, so yeah, that's kind of releases. Um, as for these, the rumor mill, <laughs> already talked about uh, some of the more epic scale stuff that is possibly coming down. Uh, not any crazy details on that, but uh, be on the lookout for it. It'll be exciting to see what they come out with. As we talked about before, um, Italians, you guys have seen, uh, you guys have seen the, probably the release uh, of their new campaign book, uh, Soft Underbelly, <laughs> the Italian campaign. Um, that should be coming out, I think, late this year. And I'm I'm gathering there's definitely going to be some plastic kits coming for the Italians, so probably prepare yourself for like uh, some new box sets, new starter sets. So that'll be pretty oh, cool. Absolutely. That'll be another army to put underneath the uh, collection. <laughs> <laughs> but might you know, might see more of them being played, right? That's that's absolutely. I think with these sets that come out, um, like plastic kits, kits are, are more appealing for people to pick up and buy, right? But yeah. uh, I do know a lot of people like Peter still, so. It depends on depends on your arm strength when you're around your. Yeah. What's the strap <laughs> on your case like? <laughs> yeah. Let me just pull out my French army and. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I've been working out. So that's a good point. Uh, they got what else here that I have? Um, so Blood, Blood Red Skies. Uh, they've collaborated with Airfix um, to make like a larger scale Blood Red Skies, which they kind of call Big Red Skies. Right. Which uh, I'm interested to see that. See if they've changed I'm, I'm any of that. Definitely a little more excited about that one because I think it's I think it's one seventy two. I think they were planning on doing it, and I mean you can get air effects anywhere, any hobby shop. Yeah, like I've you know, I've got two kits that I was going to use for my uh, German aircraft, 
um, just for whenever I do an airstrike, right? Or have it available to use as terrain, you know? Yeah. An airfield or something like that. So, um, but seeing that they're kind of going that route, um, whenever that does come out, I'm going to, I'll try to tr at least get um, a copy down at the shop and maybe get some aircraft set up and paint it up and, and demo it. Maybe get some interest. People. It, it would it would be interesting to see a side by side battle, uh, with uh, with a ground battle happening. There's an air battle. Ah. Next table represented <laughs> above them would be interesting. And that that comes to the next one, the, the next rumor. Which, if this is if this is true, I'm super super hyped and excited. I know a lot of people will be. Um, I keep hearing about it. Um, it's the combined arms uh, rule campaign set that they're working on. Um, possibly end of the year, New Year, I'm assuming. You know, uh, I'm hoping because this will definitely help kickstart kind of those campaign dreams that I've got, you know, that I want to mm -hmm. try to, to start up where it's literally takes you know all the world war ii systems into effect and they can actually affect your campaign and your games and have little things plus apparently there is there's a there's a game within it as well okay so um you know this coming out will definitely make for those community uh, guys who like to to do this kind of thing, it'll help them out. It'll, it'll make oh, a, sure. a big difference. Um, you can start actually planning stuff and then like incorporating it into your games, incorporate it into your meetups or events or tournaments that you you want to do. Um, so this this is the one that I'm most forward. You know to, to see come out to, to look at and um, just to start to play with and and uh, get going in our community you know mm -hmm. I've, I've talked a lot about doing a campaign um, and trying to get stuff set up uh, it's obviously a lot of work to do there's a lot of work especially you know? when the foundation isn't there but uh, yeah when, when there's when there's a rule set in place and, and somebody's done all the hard work for you you know, it's it's kind of that you know it's like okay then exactly. everybody has everybody has a copy of the rules you don't have to well and there's that too like because i know i've done it before i've done the campaign before for a different system where you know i've literally had to um work on um a base rule set guideline booklet of you know, this is this is literally your your rule set. This is your player's pack. You know, um, there's extra charts in here that you use because of character progression or whatever, right? Whatever the case was. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of work, and I mean, it, don't get me wrong. You, I enjoyed it, and it uh, it looks really good. And in the end, when you're done, you know, you you literally can go get it printed out and almost publish your own little booklet 
you know, um, which mm-hmm. is which is is one thing that's good because it's part it's kind of stays with the community, right? And it, it does. It it becomes part of the community. Yeah. You know, uh, people remember that. Like again, like mm-hmm. the moments that we've had events or. You know, you yourself and Jason have done the tournament, um, and or the event like with uh, Ward's tournament there. I think it was onslaught, onslaught and then yeah. Uh, yeah. Phil's event there as well at the Legion. Mm-hmm. Like those are yep. memorable moments, right? And that's what guys mm-hmm. love. They love reminiscing about that, and. Yep with this combined arms i think we're going to get a lot of that and it's also going to i think it's also going to possibly attract other players right yeah it definitely can and if if it's if it's set up you know definitely cooperatively when you when you set up those campaigns you don't even need to play that system mm-hmm. if you, you know you just have to co- combine with a team where there's somebody has that system and they can play those games for you and and those outcomes adjust your game and the system you're playing. So it's definitely a great level of cooperative gameplay. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's like starting up the video game and playing co-op with each other, right? Yep. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's definitely one I'm looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, coming coming to the close of the episode. Uh, that's pretty much all we got for tonight. Uh, we'll have more stuff going on. I think I'm going to plan on doing some some stuff with uh, Victory at Sea in the future here. Um, I know we had uh, a couple matches go on in the last couple of weeks, which is good. People are pretty hyped about that. Uh, there's definitely some... Um, different rules to talk about and uh, explore, uh, especially with them now having the main rulebook released, which has been released for Absolutely. Yeah. you know a long time now. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just uh, now we're kind of looking into it because we haven't really been able to play. So, <laughs> uh, in saying that, um, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hopefully some of this stuff helped you out uh with you know possible units tactics terrain um get you hyped for for things to come uh always you know welcome to come check out our facebook and our youtube podbean uh try wargaming instagram please you know post your stuff let us know what you think uh let us know if there's stuff you want to see or hear that's always appreciated and, and you know any any good feedback is always appreciated as well so uh also again dusty thanks for being on the show again yeah um, super grateful for uh you having me <laughs> oh that's good thanks no, that's really good um we always have fun doing this right it's uh uh got a close you know tight-knit group in the community and it's always nice to have uh, guys on the on the show to just share their ideas and and their thoughts on on some of the game that we love so uh, if you guys have that same passion and whatnot keep on doing what you're doing show us those cool models 
post any questions, you know, any topics you'd like to hear about, any ideas you got, by all means, hit us up. And with that, you guys have yourselves a great day, and we will catch you on the next one. Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it.